Tonight's episode of the Screaming Eels podcast is brought to you by Four Pines Brewing Company, home of the Northern Beaches Lager. Born in Manly, tastes like Manly. The Screaming Eagles Podcast. Hello and welcome to an emergency episode of the Screaming Eagles Podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Manly Seagulls and the Parrot Eels. I'm your host, Ben, and joining me via satellite satellite from quarantine, like the boy in the bubble, is Billy Bubble Boy Buttons. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, remote audience. Great cheering from the audience. We're all very well separated from one another. Well, I think it's the uh, I think it's the same guys who yelled out during the Manly game and put <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, what's his name? What's his name? Kyle Shanderlands. Kyle. Kyle Sanderlands. <laughs> Kyle Felt. Kyle. Put uh, Kyle the son. Kyle, of... Kyle Flanagan. Kyle Flanagan. That's it. Son of Shane. Yeah. Um, put him off his kick. Uh, one yeah. of the proudest moments that I've ever witnessed. <laughs> <laughs> it was just fantastic, but we'll get to that later in games. Um, so, obviously, everyone's wondering, Billy, you've now been in lockdown at the Peter Shamin for a week now. Um, yeah. What a hygiene... <laughs> what's the hygiene situation like there? I think the hygiene situation's actually improved. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I saw... So, the Peter Shamin has been very active on social media all through the the... I mean, we don't talk about the coronavirus, so... Let's just remind viewers we offer that kind of escape because we know life's pretty tough with the coronavirus and COVID-19 or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yep. We offer that escape where we're not going to, you're not going to hear the word COVID-19 or coronavirus. Well, it's, okay? just, so, it's just like coming to Cheers. Wouldn't yeah, you like exactly. to get away? Sometimes <laughs> you want to go where everybody knows your name. That's and, exactly right. And we yeah. know your, I know your name, Billy, and I know the Magnificent Seven. That's, exactly, you know, and everyone at the Peter Shamin knows our names as right. well. Yeah, but they were they or were you on... and your little mate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Rabbitohs fan. Yeah, um, but um, they've been really aggressively pushing the their opening, you know, like so to speak, their openings. Well, they've been <laughs> they generally do really <laughs> aggressively push those openings. They've been yes. aggressively pushing pushing their openings as well. But uh, their hours, they've been like, we're still open, we're still open. And I was, for a little bit, I was struck like there's a pandemic happening. There's mm. this virus sweeping the nation. And then mm. I realized that there's a little bit of a, a Venn diagram of people who don't care about catching viruses mm. and people who go to the Peter Shemin are generally completely within that circle. <laughs> like if you're going to the Peter Shemin, you're already, you don't care about viruses. That's so right. Yeah. Why close when there's a pandemic? Because you know your target market is just, you know. They, they don't care. They don't care. I mean, so. there was a lot of talk. There was a lot of talk about them putting hand sanitizer on the pole and stuff like that. It's got to hurt. <laughs> it's got to hurt when that touch your delicate bits. But yep. 
that's just what they do. The sacrifice, which is yeah. fantastic. Well, this is the times we live in. Yeah, but not that we're talking about the. Um, well, we don't. That's why we're we're an escape from the coronavirus. We don't, but we do talk about other medical issues, which we'll get to now. With we'll open up the medical files. Uh, today we open up the medical files with, uh, I, I quote, I think it was in sync by saying, oh no, it would have been Backstreet Boys. Jet skis back, all right. <laughs> so jet ski um, went down in the Everybody. off season. Yeah, why did I think that was in sync? Yeah. I mean, it's literally in the title, Sync's Backstreet's back, all right. And <laughs> sinks back, all right. Yeah. Well, they never left, did they really? No. Um, so jet ski uh, during the off season, he had a little bit of a back problem. Now, Billy, mm. you're Tell genuinely, me. genuinely the epitome mm. of health and fitness. But your one Achilles heel, apart from your Achilles heel, is <laughs> your back. <laughs> well, look, it's it was probably the only thing that stood between me and an Eels premiership, you know, <laughs> right. was my back. Yes. It's been a 34-year problem for a, you. I was, I was seven years old when, mm. my, when my back first went on me. <laughs> but, no, the back is the back, it's one of those things where you never really hear someone come and say, I had back surgery, for example, and how mm. are you now? Perfect. Like mm. everyone, it's never, it's never quite perfect. But no. The, the the technology and the and the surgery is getting a lot better and uh, he's a young guy like you and me you know he's yes. at the peak of his um yeah. peak of his athletic abilities That's right. yep. so um good good to see him back well I, so I, he um so he what what he had was it was a lower back problem and okay. they were trying to rehab it mm. um but it just wasn't it wasn't quite getting there so I, I'm thinking they had to probably needle him up before games um so in the end they uh they had to shave his back. And mm. this isn't, and I don't mean the type of shaving back that your wife does for you <laughs> on date night. I yeah. mean, they went in there and they shaved a little bit of the bone and a little bit of the disc and around. Yeah, just that's to, a, yeah. you know, that's exactly what I had done as, as a fellow athlete. Right. Uh, so what I had a... I wonder I if they a, held up, I wonder if they held up your before and after x-rays just to, you know, <laughs> and you too could be this successful. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's, he's gone on to a very successful, uh, I would say something. <laughs> Podcasting career. <laughs> yeah, not even. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm one from one. I'm two from three now this year. So that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, so, so yeah, I had a micro disectomy where they shave the disc. You get a bulging disc and the mm. disc touches the nerve and they shave basically. They trim that little bit of disc that's touching the nerve off mm. Um but I, when I had my surgery done, I actually I, I went to my physio, um, and and I I intentionally chose a surgeon who did rugby league players because I I figured all sportsmen their livelihood depends on it, so they're not going to mess around going to you know Doctor Nick. Mm. They're going to find like a someone who's who's going to protect their livelihood. Mm. And so my surgeon had done. Um, Robbie Farrah had exactly the same surgery as me. Um, I think there'd been some other. Mate, if like, that wasn't a if that wasn't a sign, 
to get I know, the I fuck out of there. The time, I didn't oh, know okay. at the time. Yeah. But um, there was someone else who played Origin after they'd had the same operation I'd had. And I Tim had Manor. like a whole. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I think the Lord did Tim Manners. But um, I'd had like all these issues. And I remember going to my physio saying, I think I've ever told you this story. Went to the physio and was like, why? They play Origin and I, I can't even like wipe my butt. And they were like, you're in, yeah, let's look at where you were before you had surgery and where they were before you had oh, surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah. They were like, they're, they're young. Harsh. Firstly, Harsh. they're young. Yeah. And they're in really good shape. And, you know, you're neither of the above. So, but that's you're good. That's young good. at heart. And you have the an big, interesting shape. The big Gazuski's <laughs> back. Is that his, still his nickname? Jet Ski or the big Gazuski? Was Am I the only one who ever called him that? I think you might have been the only one. The big okay. Gazuski. The big Gazuski. What do you think of his hair? Um, I find it disturbing really? as much as Morgan Boyle's hair. I, th- I feel like they got went for a two for one. They did, yeah. yeah. Well, Gutherson had the same haircut too, but he, he, he got rid of it very quickly. Well, Corey Norman's had it done too. What? It, how do you think I'd look with it? Um, I think it's probably the time to do it while you're in quarantine. I think so too. Yeah, I think I might do it. Just, yeah, just blonde. Just because you're because you got curly hair, I think you'd look like <laughs> you'd look like a slightly less tanned Rob Ruff. <laughs> I feel like I might look like um, who's that? Who's that chef? The American chef. Oh, Guy Ferrari. Yeah, I look like Guy Ferrari. <laughs> A slightly balding guy Fieri. You're great. You just need to get the goatee mm. and, and and a terrible taste in shirts, and you're away. I'm going to start wearing um some some crazy Hawaiian shirts and uh, blonde, peroxide blonde hair. So anyway, getting back to jet ski. I know whenever oh, yeah. when it, I always run the risk whenever we talk about medical things that it's slowly, well, not slowly but quickly veers <laughs> to you. But um, have I told you about this rash I've got right? <laughs> Um, so basically, jet ski. Uh, it, the problem he had, Billy, was that he mm. had then got an infection. Ooh. Now, there seems to be a lot of after. There seems to be a lot of after surgery infections going around the NRL at the moment. Would you call it a pandemic? I'd call it, <laughs> I would call it a pandemic. Um, I'd call it an infest. I'd call it an infest, infestation. Yeah. Um, but he he got a. a quite a bad infection down there which is <laughs> they're not I mean, the words you want to hear no which you know i just thought a bit of penicillin sort of generally tra- yeah. got rid of that but anyway um so but he's uh back he's been back and running now back and i did mean to use that yeah, um, pun, pun um, intended um so he's back on the field and he's running so uh i'd say by the time we get back from this slight holiday um we'll call it a holiday um uh we should be ready to go well when i say we i mean him i yeah (laughs) i probably won't be taking the field yeah i think i'm probably a i'm uncertain at the moment whether (laughs) whether you'll be making the field um also uh can i just uh give a shout out to our we finally got a sponsor for the show which is fantastic. Oh, the, I mean, this is a stitch up. This is an absolute stitch up. Yeah. So we're 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 sponsored by Four Pines Brewing Company. They've uh, just brought out the Northern Beaches Lager. Now, if you haven't seen this, this is a Manly Warringah Sea Eagle beer. It's got the 
It's all done in the Manly Ringer colours. It's got the maroon with the double white stripe wrapping around it. It's got the Manly mm-hmm. seagull on it. And it is it is a sight to behold. And up the mm. top, it's got born in Manly. It's 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 quite magnificent. It's it's brewed by Four, Pro- Four Pines, which of course is uh, from the Manly area. And um, every every taste, it just tastes like victory. It tastes like pride. <laughs> it tastes like a rich history. That's what it tastes like. So wow. Now, Billy, tell me what tell me what you think it tastes like. Oh, I can't oh, taste no, that's it right. because we're in quarantine. That's and right. I, You're not here it, in the studio with me. That's a shame. Can I just say, like, I think it's actually excellent. I think it's about time that someone did something like this. Like, yep. it's the perfect crossover. It is. It is. It and, is the um, perfect crossover. It's it's great. It's and it looks it looks so the yields have got one, but it's done by Jack's Brewery that's at Parramatta Lees Club. Okay. I was all set to go out and buy it. Turns out the Leeds Club's also on lockdown, so you can't uh you can't buy anything out there. Mm. Someone correct me if I can, although I'm not sure I really want to be going into I don't really want to be going anywhere right now. But um no, I think it's it's massive and um you know, congratulations to, to Four Pines for for, for bringing a product like that up because I think it's, you know, getting people on board, it, it goes a long way. So, mate, do they call that, awesome. they call that in the, in the business synergy? Is that what it is? It's synergies. Yeah. Synergies. Not really, but no. that's what, okay. let's call it that. I okay. think we can use it. We can call synergies. Great synergies uh, between four points. Well, yeah, and that kind of works. That yeah. kind of works. Yeah. Synergies when you like buy someone and they've got a capability that you needed. So, like, you, you can, you can benefit off that uh, that expertise. So yeah, maybe it is. Billy, yeah. you, you're talking a lot of finance there. You almost sound like Gus Gould um, with how much inside information you've got with finance. But well, uh, don't get me into I'm done. Sorry. Well, let's yeah. um, let's get into news. The NRL suspends play for the immediate future. Whoa. Big, wow. Big news. Big, would First you say breaking? I mean, breaking. It was, it's only 24 hours old, that news. I'd <laughs> say it's breaking. Um, now, we could just talk about what everyone else is talking about, but that would be boring. Um, yeah. And we don't do that on this show, as you no. know. Mm. So I'd like to talk about, if we can... Uh, the Manly Seagulls club has been thrown out there quite often when it comes yep. to this break and basically clubs going under. Yep. Now, the two people who love to talk about this is Paul Kent mm-hmm. um, and Phil Gould. But the guy who takes it to a new level, the guy who's looks like a pig in shit is Buzz Rothfield. You've never seen a bigger smile on, the, on, the, on a man's face when he talks about clubs going under. It's quite, it's, it's disturbing. He looks like the Grinch. Like his big dirty smile comes on his face. So now, <laughs> now Billy, you've got a, I don't know, most people probably know this, but we'll just, uh, we'll, ju- we'll, we'll, we'll just recap for those who are joining us for the first time. Um, before you became a professional podcaster, yeah, you were often referred to as the Gordon Gecko of, of Sydney, um, <laughs> mainly because you had a have a strange fascination with suspenders. But, um, 
suspenders and quaaludes and illegal substances. They called you the Wolf of Glebe. Um, So, uh, basically... The Wolf of of Church Street. (laughs) The Wolf of Church Street. (laughs) So, um, if we could sort of delve into uh, High Finance Mm. with Billy Buttons. Mm. So, explain it to us. All this talk about clubs going under because the NRL uh, is being shut down. Uh, true or is it a little bit of a, a, you know, is it a bit of a storm in a teacup or just just yeah. cut straight to, you know, we're not here for ratings so we don't have to sensationalise <laughs> this. So cut to the point and you know what, everyone, ignore what you've heard from anyone else because this yeah. is the absolute truth about to come out of Billy Buttons who... Although we joke around normally, Billy is actually a banker, so he actually does know about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I, I will caveat that, you know, you need to obviously know the specific circumstances of each club and the mm. NRL. But, it, I mean, it does feel a bit like we're in a unprecedented time where... Mm, fluid. You know, like, yeah, no, well, it is fluid as we as we foreshadowed last mm. week. Mm. But um, I guess the thing at the moment is... No one really knows how long these clubs are going to be shut down, how long the NRL is going to be shut down. But my kind of takeaway from it all is all this talk of doomsday is is accurate insofar as the competition and the clubs because the clubs that uh, are going to struggle the most are the ones that are reliant on their pokey revenue. This has been like an issue for a long time where mm. – um, most football clubs lose money and they're supported by a leagues club and the leagues club is essentially propped up by its gaming and its function and its food and beverage revenue. Mm. And now that those clubs are closed well, and there's no rugby league, you, you're going to have the like the powerhouse financial clubs that have been the Panthers, the Eels, the Bulldogs, mm. you know, clubs that are the, the West Tigers, West Ashfield, that are supported by very strong leagues clubs, mm. they're actually going to struggle because they don't have that revenue coming through the door. But I think what what's kind of being lost in the mix is what will happen if they go bust, if they go insolvent is the, and, and bankrupt is the term that Gus has been using. Mm. And I guess this happens all the time. Companies can't pay their debts, can't pay their debts, whether they be bank debts or whether they be wages that they owe to their uh, employees, a company would normally appoint an administrator. And I think that's the thing that people are kind of missing here is if the NRL, for example, were to go into administration, they'd appoint an administrator, much like the Eels have had an administrator running the Eels for the last three years. Yeah. And what is the alternative for these guys? Like they're not going to liquidate the NRL because there's nothing there. Who else yeah, is going to, they right. need a governing body. So, mm. so obviously it's, it's more complex than that, but I think you need to kind of take all these comments about the, the doomsday comments. Certainly it's not pretty out there. And certainly there is a chance that the, 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 the NRL will go into administration that certain clubs might go into administration but when when an administration or an insolvency is driven by an external event like this and when that external event can be remedied by basically just trading again so you know the the fix for for the NRL and for the clubs is 
we need the NRL to start again. We need to get broadcasting again. Mm. We need to start, sell, you know, pokies need to be running again. Mm. Food and beverage needs to be happening again. Then the answer is the, the administrator comes in and goes, okay, pause and in, in, a, in a month's time or three months' time or however long it takes, the people who are owed money will be the ones who vote on what do we do here. Do we wind the company up? Now, if you wind up Parramatta Reels, for example, mm. the, the Leagues Club, yep. what are you going to get when, when there's – what are you going to get when there's a, a, a social lockdown in place? Like we're kind of – we don't talk about coronavirus, but mm. no one's going to be buying the Parramatta Reels in the next three months. Mm. So you're going to be selling it in six months or however long it takes. And the person that buys it is just going to do exactly what's happening now. Like, it's it's. I th- I feel like there's a little bit of doomsdayism. It, they're correct in saying that it's a very tough time for the league, and that the league and a lot of the clubs will be put under immense financial pressure. Mm. But I mean, I think the outcome is going to most likely be that they continue in some f- in some way. Um, and hopefully they don't need to appoint external administrators because the, the problem with administrators is they cost a lot of money. But, um, but yeah, I feel like when, when Gould and all those guys get out there and go, this is, this is it, this is the, they could be bankrupt, there could be no competition next year. Well, if there's no competition next year, there's probably no Foxtel next year. You know, there's a whole bunch yeah. of stakeholders that rely on the product that the NRL provides. The players rely on it. There's an audience. There's demand for it. There's there's basic economics for NRL. It's 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 just been taken out of their hands by this weird kind of unforeseen circumstance. So mm. so that's my uh, my somewhat you know loose financial take on it. I, I feel like there very well may be some form of uh, administration or. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So, so the steps involved would be administrator would be appointed, receivers are appointed for secure debt, but there's probably no secure debt there. So it, there'd be most likely be an administrator appointed to either the NRL as a whole or at, to the clubs individually, if it came to that, which I don't think it will, and um, and they'd figure a way out. I feel like rugby league's like a cockroach. You just you just can't kill it. You know, it's it's this is is the thing that I don't. This is the thing that I find hard to believe by saying, you know, it'll be the end of rugby league, right? Yeah. So there is no rugby league this year, right? Mm. So all the clubs do go bankrupt. Come around to next January, it's all been. We've all been given the all clear, right? There's no leagues, clubs. There's no everything. Everything's been sold off, right? But you've got an audience there who want to watch rugby league. You've got enough players to form 16 teams. Yeah. Now, they might not come out and be able to get paid 800 grand a season, right, those players, but, you know, they'll make more than if they go out and lay bricks for a living. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what are they going to do? And and I think it only becomes an issue if there is an alternative, yeah. If it is kind of like, well, no, we can't pay you, and they go, cool, well, we'll go to France and play rugby union then for eight hundred thousand. But I don't think that's going to happen because rugby union is going to be hit just as hard as 
Like all yeah, sports are yeah. going to be hit just as hard. So there's not an alternative for these players. So if they've got a – and same with the coaches and same with the CEOs and same with everyone associated yeah. with this game, everyone's going to have to take a pay cut. So it'll come back, but instead of being like, oh, okay, well, you know, the the the, the salary cap is, you know, what is it, 9.6 million or something, it might come back at 4 million and everyone's got to take a pay cut. Yeah, Coaches don't yeah. get – and you know what I mean? And maybe we just play it down at the local park. We're not playing in the SCG and we're not playing in these big stadiums and it just starts slow. But if you've got players and you've got an audience, well, then – what's to stop it starting up again? Like that's yeah. that's what I don't get. And it might, and all these doomsayers might be panicking because they get paid by this. They're mm. used to their big fat salaries. You know, Gus yeah, is definitely. used to his big salary at Channel 9. Um, you know, Paul Kent, all these guys are used to these big things. You know what I mean? And they're kind of like, well, shit, it might not come back the same for them. But as a viewer, uh, well, you know. Well, and, and, yeah, 100%. And what you say is, is actually... The, the main the main issue you just nailed is what's the alternative and that's when 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 any company goes broke you know that they use this term it's gone broke so yeah. what happens broke means insolvent so insolvent means you can't pay your debts when they're due mm. so when you go broke you're suddenly in Australia the people you need to answer to are the people that you owe money to. Mm. So if it's a bank, you need to answer to the bank and the bank generally has security, which in this case I don't think we're going to be dealing with that type of situation. So you're going to be dealing with everyone who's going to be owed money. It's going to be the players. It's going to be the clubs. And for the clubs themselves, it's going to be their suppliers. It's going to be their their employees. Members are a little bit different, but, you know, they're, they're going to be stakeholders in it all. But at the end of the day, what is the alternative? They're the people that in an insolvency, in an administration or in a receivership, you need to say, here's your alternatives. Mm. You can sell it mm. or you can wind it up. Yep. But what what's going to happen if you do that? Like what are you going to get versus if you just say, you know what, like a lot of the thing that always struck me, I used to work in insolvencies and an administration of a company you can run a company, you can take all your orders, you can sell them all, you pay yourself a good salary, then go into administration and then your creditors will say, we're all owed hundreds of thousands of dollars. But if you don't have any tangible goods, if you mm. don't have any, say you run a, a, a cafe mm. and you've got, there's no, there's a coffee machine that's worth a few hundred bucks and by the time you sell it, the, the administrator's, taken all the fees from that mm. so the often the best outcome for the creditors is to just say let's get a new operator in and mm. we we'll pay a dividend mm. of three cents in the dollar mm. and, and it's very people that haven't been in that situation don't understand this happens all the time where creditors say we'll just write off 60 percent of what we're owed because the alternative for us is to write a hundred percent off mm. you know mm. and that's I feel like the players are gonna have to figure that out like what else are they gonna do as you said mm. what else is the TV networks gonna do mm. and there's demand there you know so I, I think it's um I, th- I think it's one of those things that's kind of like you know it's it's they're not going bankrupt because no one wants it anymore it's like if you and I you know if we started up a pager business in 2000, yeah. And then two years later, we're out of business. It's kind of like, well, because no one wants pages anymore. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's using mobile phones. 
and we're like, oh, just, you know, just please yeah, just give us more us. time to stick with us. And it's like, no, it's, it's going down and it's going to continue yeah. going down. It's never going to come back. And we're like, no, these smartphones, they're, they're a fucking flash in the pan. Trust me, everyone's going to come back to the pager. I mean, that's not what's happened here. Everyone wants rugby league. Yeah. They're being, well, everyone on the East Coast wants rugby league. <laughs> everyone apart from Warriors fans, <laughs> yeah. Titans fans. So it's not like it's a bad mm. product and that's why it's going out of business. Now, you could argue yeah. it's going out of business because maybe it's been slightly mismanaged because they probably should have had a little bit more of a, as a war chest. But yeah. um, that's neither here nor there. We talked about that before. If they put money aside, then everyone would be complaining. Why is it put aside and not yeah. being spent on country, well, then the clubs you know, bush footy? Yeah. You know? The clubs themselves were the ones who wanted that money. The clubs were yeah. the ones who liquidated it. So yeah. anyway, it's, anyway. Uh, it's going to be an interesting, you know, but that's the great thing about this podcast. We don't dwell on those type of questions. No, so. no and we're not doom and gloom. I think everyone's running yeah. out of here with their fucking feet slapping high in the air. I don't believe for a second that the it's coming back, so we don't have to worry Rugby about that. Rugby League's coming back. Yeah. But anyway, in. let's go on to... Oh. Local fans find a way to watch Roosters and Manly clash at Leichhardt Oval. Mm, wow. So, obviously a loyal listener to the show, um, which is weird that we've got Roosters fans listening to us. Um but uh, I took us up on our idea. Um, they've gone to Leichhardt Oval, erected a scaffold and watched over the fence. No, now, so, this, so you know I went. You know well, I went. I, don't I was going to go, yeah. but I had apple picking up in Bilpin. That, <laughs> <laughs> we go every year and unfortunately it was... Uh, well, not all heroes wear capes. But I've got, uh, yeah. I've got a hard stat for later on with that one. So okay. we'll get to that later. So it's not all doom and gloom. But yeah, tell okay. us about what you did on that. Uh, so for... I went. I went. I, right. I was I was sitting at home. The um the gravity of the whole uh, coronavirus. Yep. You know, just you can beat that bit out later. Mm. Um, was was weighing on the world, and I was sitting at home, and I was you know as you know I'm about a ten minute drive from Leichhardt, mm. and I was watching a little section of uh, the game where just behind the, the, the kind of northern goalposts, yep. they took a shot at goal and there was a kid standing on the hill with a sign just mm. completely by himself. And Is that you? In my, no, it wasn't me. It was, <laughs> he, was, he was just slim and good looking. He certainly right. wasn't me. But um, I thought that could be me and this could be a great like <laughs> opportunity to yeah. spruik a cause that I couldn't even think of. I had had a couple of drinks. Yes. Um, so I decided to just pack my stuff. So yep. I packed a backpack. I put my and can I, jersey Can I just say it. the fact that yeah. you chose to drive had nothing to do with the fact that there's no breath testing at the moment? I mean, I hadn't had it. I don't, obviously was under the limit. Obviously, yes. Well under. Well. But yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. But I had, I had a backpack with an Eels jersey because I thought I'll put an Eels jersey on. Yeah, random and Eels I, guy. I, I got the kids to go, guys, what can I say that's funny that I can go to Leichhardt? I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. And then Brad Parker just made, like, Brad Parker was on fire. He was on fire. He was on fire. He just, it looked like, it looked like men versus boys. Brad Parker was Overpaid, overpaid pretty boys. Yeah, exactly. And so I just got a big Sharpie and wrote Brad Parker. 4 p.m. Mm. I thought this is this is going to be my moment. Like yep. Cyrus is always 
I've always been overshadowed in the podcast by Cyrus. And you know, his getting exploits. on the yep. field and his exploits. Yeah. I thought this is finally my chance. But um I got to the ground and there was there were like four police cars sitting right outside. Oh wow. Which luckily I was I hadn't I wasn't over the limit, so mm. I wasn't worried at all. Mm. But I was just like, well, that's lucky that I was responsible. <laughs> and then I so I drove and parked a little bit down mm. and then I walked around and then the scaffolding is actually, there's someone's actually renovating their house. They didn't erect the scaffolding just for the game. It's 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 part of a house that's being renovated. So Braith, Braith doesn't know what he's talking about then? No, Braith has no idea. Okay. No, they, they, the scaffolding was there. There mm. was just... It was the scaffolding was there and it was full of these deadbeat rooster fans. Yeah. And uh, I, so I didn't want to get coronavirus. So I obviously avoided them. Absolutely. But then I went to the northern end, which is down near the bay, and it was empty. It was just, it was there for the taking. Mm. But there's quite a high fence with spikes on it. Ooh. Uh, so I needed to get over the fence. Yeah. Uh, but then I found a spot where there's a, there's a kind of, there's a weird walkway where you almost could get over it because you can, there's like a railing that you could step on to push up to get over, but it's on a very steep hill. It's like, it goes from, it goes very steep uh, up to Leichhardt Oval. And the issue was A, I'd probably impale myself on the fence and B, even if I got over, there's no way I would get back. Like the only way back, would be on the back was, of the paddy, paddy wagon. Yeah, it was to just get escorted out by security. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I, I just I, I folded under the pressure, but I went all the way there. So the spirit and was willing, but the flesh was weak. Yeah, you could hear the pe- you could hear people yelling too. Yeah. Like it was, you could hear it. It was, it would have been amazing. Like mm. it would have been amazing. Um, and I was listening on 2GB. Jesus. When, yeah, Continuous was, call. I really, it was on my own. It's also one of those things where like I was on Twitter when I said I'm going to go down to the game and I felt almost like I had virtual friends. Mm. You know, when you're like, yeah, this is going to be a good idea. Yeah. And then you get there and you're like, what am I doing? What like, am I doing here? <laughs> who am I trying to impress? Where, my, vir- my virtual friends aren't with me right my now. My virtual friends aren't with me. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Adam Fanua Blake not masking the issue ahead of Roosters Clash. Um, well, who's looking silly now, eh? Mm. Paul Kent was making fun of Adam and his face mask and telling him he's being silly for wearing it and all the rest of it. Now we're in now the season's been suspended, eh? I'll tell you what, <sighs> I stood up for Paul last week. Mm. And uh, I'd say within it's, it's it's a fluid situation between me <laughs> yeah. and, between Paul me and Paul Kent. Way. He's yeah. very fluid. I just feel like, um, yeah, I feel like you know he's a bit like Gus Gould was on Twitter the other night. He's just gone full retard. Um, for those of you who are not on Twitter, like Gus Gould has just been the equivalent of standing in the middle of a, of a busy street wearing only his underpants holding a sign saying the end of the world is coming you know what i mean like he's yeah. he's gone full retard on twitter um and i feel like paul kent's could have done the same thing with this whole in the last week he's kind of fallen off the deep end he's he's so excited because there's so much doom and gloom he just doesn't know what to do with himself well, well yeah shout it like so paul kent has the only thing I'll say about Paul Kent, there's, there's Peter Volandis. 
mm. is that uh, there's this communal, what appears to be like a communal uh, news circle corp, jerk. circle jerk about like how would we survive without yeah. Peter Volandis and and Todd Greenberg's on the outer, Danny No Legs Day, Widler is is you know smashing him, mm. news is all over him, Widler's all over Volandis. Um, Kent, I guess, has been the only one who's kind of been onto the whole fact. Well, hang on, this this fund that the that Volandis are saying we should have had. Well, the the the, the clubs themselves were the ones who wanted to liquidate it. And um, and shout out to one of the listeners, um, the Magic Man, Cam Magic Man. I don't I don't even know how often he listens, but he's a uh, he's a very good Twitter follow and mm. very uh, astute. And he's been kind of nailing some of the hypocrisies, I guess, with all this kind of uh, historical uh, hindsight opinion changing where everyone's like, oh, the NRL should have had $500 billion in cash reserves, um, you know, given the the coronavirus that we don't mention. But Mm. Kent, Kent just has this way of... You'll say, "Oh, that was pretty good," and then he'll say something so offensive where you're like, "He's a fucking yeah." There's a reason he only played one game at halfback for the Eels. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, I think it was the tweet by Phil Gould that was just next level. And I'm going to paraphrase, but he kind of said, "You know, over summer, everyone was complaining about global warming, and as the fires burnt, no one's complaining about global warming now." Where are these experts now? And it was just kind of like, what the, what the fuck are you yeah. on about? And then one of the one of the Twitter tweet, uh, one of the guys on Twitter re- had the perfect reply to him. Um, he just said, "Phil, let me explain it to you in a way you might understand. If I stub my toe, it really hurts. If I then go, but if I then go to the doctor and he tells me I have pancreatic cancer." That becomes my focus. It doesn't mean that my toe doesn't still hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's yeah. pretty much explaining it to feel like a fucking two-year-old. And, and Gus, uh, he got absolutely ratio. Did you see he had like he had like five hundred comments on that tweet and yeah. like twenty likes. Like he just <laughs> got absolutely ratioed. Yeah. I think it was it was uh, one of the one of the Twitter kind of. Uh, the crew on Twitter, I think it was Beer Boy or one of those guys on Twitter that just nailed him. It was like, you've got no idea, Gus. Yeah. Um, and here's a little bit of news. The Eel Deal. Parramatta wards off NRL rivals to lock up Sean Lane. Now, did we Ooh, talk wow. about this? I don't think we've no, talked about yeah, this. He, he wasn't. It was just another, it's just another win for the Eels. Like another a, win for the Eels players. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a strong arm. That song. Strong All arming. I do is win. Yeah. All I do is win, win, win. No matter what. It's true. Look, the the Parramatta players have basically they've, they've got an Owen. They've got a four and O record against the Parramatta. Uh, hey, you know what? I don't want to get into hard stats. You know what? Else against they the have CEO. This year? I mean. Every t- all they've got to do is go to the newspapers and just say, well, I'm going to go and look at another club. And then Parramatta call them literally before the ink's dry to say, here's a three-year, here's a three-year deal. Well, just saying, just saying, just saying. We won, we won the 2020 competition. Mm. So, mm. so <laughs> yeah. I, I expect you to drop all those jokes. 
from as of today? Well, you say you've won it, mm. but I don't know because we beat the reigning premiers. So my understanding is that, and I've looked, I've looked into this, mm. and this is you could put this under breaking news. Mm. I've looked into this. I've gone through the 337 pages of the NRL rulebook, mm. and apparently it's much like boxing rules. To become the world champion, <laughs> you have to defeat the world champion. Now, we were the last team to defeat the world champion. We are 2020 premiers, Manly Seagulls. It's our year. Yeah. Well, I don't know because if, if I were to use those same rules, yes. well, the Panthers, the Panthers already took that crown in round one. So the Panthers were the. Yeah, but they, but they were playing. But. But 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 uh, the Roosters were injury ravaged during that game. <laughs> they didn't have Angus Crichton playing. Whereas when we He's played a big them, deal, yeah. when yeah, we played them, true. they had Angus Crichton playing. Plus, and this is obviously, if you hadn't interrupted me so rudely, I would have got to this. The rules also state it has to be a home game for oh, the okay. Premiers. Now, I, I, yeah, Saturday's game was a home game for them. Penrith mm. was unfortunately a home game for Penrith. So, unfortunately, yeah. that doesn't count. The title was not on the line. That was a non-title fight, I believe they call that. Okay. So, um, yeah, which kind of makes more sense. I mean, if you look at Parramatta, sure, they're on top of the ladder, but they defeated the Dogs narrowly. Two very, very and, tough teams. And the Titans, which last time I checked, um, wow. I, I wasn't even sure that they had a team in the NRL. But... Uh, apparently they do. All I'll say the is there's two, there's two things that normally determine. You can look at a winner two ways. Okay. Ladder. Yes. Ladder. Right. Or you I can don't. just go, yep. look, let's ignore it. Let's yep. go to the last game of the season. The grand, the final. It's a final game of the season. We call it a grand final, I guess you would say. And uh, who won that grand final? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't looked. I haven't. I, I'm not up to speed because I was too emotional about um, the coronavirus. And yes. Not talking about it. Yes. But, um, when I watch it, yeah, I'll, I'll come back to you. That thing was many. I, I tell you what, <laughs> that was many things. A game. It was not though. So by the definition of that a game, was a good it game. certainly, that was, it a good certainly game. was not a. It certainly was not a game. Hey, this this was the, this is the biggest tragedy. Is that the difference is, year, is we've all played two games. You guys have played one. I think that's I think I that's what you have we to. Haven't, we haven't really played. You played one. round one, and then half. it was a bye in the second game. The second well, round was I don't, a bye. What do you call the Bulldogs one? I think we've played two quarter games, <laughs> and we won them pretty unconvincingly. Yeah. But you know what? We did what we needed to do. Yeah, it's true. It's it, it it got to a point with the games. I think we're we're veering into games. Well, can here, I can it, I just get yeah. your can I get your hot take before we move on? Can I just get mm. your hot take onto onto um, Sean Lane? And re-signing him for overs, are you happy? Like, what, what's your thoughts on the whole thing? Yeah, I think I think you know they they seem to be managing their roster a lot better than they used to. Like, I don't think Sean Lane's not you know going to be an immortal in the way that Mitchell Moses will be, mm. but um, <laughs> but he's been he's been good. You know, he's been. Yeah, he's it's a good keep. He's, he's a guy where you kind of go happy to keep him. He's um Do you wish you didn't pay overs for him though? 
We didn't pay overs for him though. One point three million. That's a lot. It's <laughs> one point. At one point three million, that's what you paid for him. Yeah, for how many years? That's irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. You, you're paying. You're playing Dally Cherry Evans one point three million dollars a game for for the for the Origin and country representative halfback. Yeah, that's right. That's what we're paying him. Yeah. Yep. He well, he did kick a good field goal in a meaningless game. I will give him. Well, that, that was for the grand final, as we just discussed, as uh, the NR rules clearly state. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we've we've kind of gone into uh, games, so let's uh, officially wrap ourselves up in our uh, sporting flags and get into so game. Manly versus the Roosters. Saturday game. It's nothing better than just mm. a clash of titans in one of the most <laughs> magnificent stadiums <laughs> this country knows. Leichhardt Oval. Leichhardt Oval and I have got a long history together. It dates back two years. And um, yeah, well, you I, lived on the border of. You lived like you could. You two could blocks. Spit. I lived two blocks yeah. from there. Yeah. It was fantastic. I could spit. You couldn't, but I could spit into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a magnificent game! I mean, welcome, welcome to the NR. Welcome back, uh, Tom Tommy Turbo. I mean, yeah. this was this was his bar mitzvah. You got to say <laughs> so, that game, Tommy Treboyenstein. <laughs> That's it. He finally became a man during that game. Muzzled off. <laughs> That's wow, it. he was good. He was, I, you know, he. I took great pleasure in his first. His first catch mm. was diabolically bad. Did you see? Like, yeah, I saw that. Oh, and yeah. he just completely screwed it. Like, yep. he just. That's called. That's called the first step in a psychological war. <laughs> he he yeah. outthought them. That's that's what well, he did. He, in the words of the late great Kenny Rogers, you got to know when to hold him and know when to fold him. Yeah, and he I folded his he, knees. Yeah, he folded his knees. He called their bluff. Yes. And then he just dominated them. Well, I believe uh at the end of the uh at the end of the game, um James Tedesco was calling him the bus driver because he just <laughs> took him to school. <laughs> Mate, I tell you what, I hope I hope uh, Tedesco better start uh practicing his wing defense because that's where he's going to be playing in Origin this year. <laughs> Well, there's, there's going to be no origin. But that's the thing. Like, the, the Roosters are miss. Here, I'm going to call them out now. They've oh. been very – They've been very. we've been on a – you and I are rarely united on Twitter. Like, yeah. it's it's almost a bit alarming when we start. It's either some psycho that just, like, says something that's just fucking disgusting. Yeah. Or it's 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 it, that's about it. That's the only time we're united, except yeah. this week when Roosters fans have been – Chirping about all these excuses and all this why, but um, it, it, they're a myth. They're a myth. Oh, like absolutely. The, the, the Cooper Cronk must be the best player ever because they look so bad. And I know that like it's two games, but the, the, these these were issues that weren't going to be fixed by the end of the season. That's that's the only sad thing about this season, apart from not getting to see Para 
officially win the premiership, it mm. was also like the Roosters were going to be shit. You're looking at Kyle yep. Flanagan. Yeah. You're looking at the Morris brothers looked fucking as old as they actually are. Well, there's only um, one of them, but yeah, he looked bad. He, yeah. He wasn't well, good, you know. The yeah. other one's coming. He's yeah. coming. Who's going to make them worse? They were going to be worse when Brad he came. Pa- Brad Parker played so well, it made it look like there was two Morris brothers out there. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. Now, look, you, like, don't get me wrong. The the Roosters went back to back, right? So you can't you can't argue with that. Like, to go back to back is pretty amazing, right? Mm. But the way that everyone fucking, you know, works their shaft and doesn't forget to also tickle their balls at the same time, <laughs> you would swear that they'd been. Winning, like that, you'd swear they'd been in the every grand final for the last ten years. Mm. Like, let's be clear, the roster they had, I reckon any other club could win it with half the players that they had. A hundred percent, and hundred percent, and the and their attitude to games, it's not arrogant because I think you need a bit of arrogance when you're a sportsman and you're a team. You need to have that. We're just going to fucking beat you. I would call it blase. They have a blase attitude to the game and a they've got a sen- sense of rightfulness. Like we, righteousness, sorry. They yeah, just feel like... like entitlement. Yeah, know, like it's just like, well, you guys game. just yeah. need to roll over where the roosters. And it's like, guys... And, and I think the fact... I think this just goes back to um, rugby league commentators. And you go back to like when Para lost semi, right? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, no, 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 they, they went top four. They're going to win it this year without actually looking at who they'd lost and yeah. why they'd win so many games because of that player. And it's the same with Roosters. They're just like, the Roosters are unbelievable. They're, they're going to win it. You know, they're going to be top four. They're going to be, they're going to possibly win it again and everything. It's like, guys, they lost Latrell Mitchell and they've lost Cooper Cronk. Like, where's their strike coming from? They've got Tedesco and that's literally it. And if you watch those games... Tedesco's just, it reminds me of Jared Hayne playing back yeah, for Parramatta. Is, he's just trying to say that. He's it's literally like trying to yeah. score off every touch of the ball because it's not going to come anywhere else. Yeah. So uh, I, I reckon they're myths. And this whole thing about them and, and Robbo, oh, he's, he's the most amazing coach ever. Fuck, mate. You could put Trent Robinson, uh, Trent Barrett in that position yeah. and he would have yeah. won. Like, if you've got that roster, anyone's yeah. winning. When you've got. When you've got a, a, a squad that is worth, not not that they're worth salary cap wise, but mm. their squad was worth more than every other squad. They they had the best squad in the league. That's mm. not really up for debate. Mm. So, you know, it wasn't like that. And then you watch Des Hasler just handed it to them. Like he came in. Manly's team still like has some has some guys in it that like Brad Parker. Who just who just washed them? Like Brad Parker was, he's like he's like the joke that became a real thing. He's like when Donald Trump became president. Remember when Donald Trump kind of <laughs> we all joked, oh, like yeah. Donald Trump. I yeah. remember Obama going, "I'm going to support whoever the president is, regardless of who she is." You know, yeah. like it yeah. was like it was just a given that Hillary was going to be president, mm. and then Trump became president. It was like I thought this was like a the butt of a joke. Mm. Well, 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 Brad Parker is kind of that person where we all kind of 
laughed about, oh, Brad Parker is going to like origin bolter. Clean these, yeah, origin bolter. Yeah. And he was just unstoppable. Like he was just. But it's, every time it was he from took last the ball, season. he made about 40 meters. Yeah. Oh mate, he just worked that. He just worked that left side. He was. They he, were just running havoc, and, and yeah. the strategy and everything about them was like, who the fuck are these team of imposters, the Roosters? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it was a good game. I enjoy. I I, I got to say, I don't. I don't enjoy rooting for Manly, but it was watching them just get absolutely towered, the Roosters. And and this all this Robins and stuff, and all the all the the normal guys, Joey Johns. Can't say a bad word about Joey Johns. Yeah, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get me to say a bad word about Joey. <laughs> Refuse to say a bad word about Joey. Yeah, but that whole crew and they're all like Robbo. He'll be this. He'll be that. It's like, yeah, you're a fucking myth too. I could have coached that Roosters team yeah. to back to back. I agree. You know, and bloody and bloody Nick Polite is turning up to that game like in yeah. the stadium, just going, yeah. yeah, I'm just here to look at my boys fucking kick ass. It's like, yeah, buddy. They're fucking yeah. That's, Good luck. That's the, You're gonna that's have to sell tragedy. some more cars and buy some more car and buy some more players. My city Ford. Yeah. yeah. So, and the, and the one other thing that annoys me about the commentators, and I'm gonna bring it back to Manly, right? Just shows that they don't do any homework whatsoever. They always go, "Oh, well, Manly looks good on paper. They're 17s good, but they don't have any depth. Like once you get outside their 17, that's it. They don't got they don't got any depth. They're not like the Roosters. The Roosters have got depth. Um, what? Like, <laughs> hang on, we've got we, you know, and it's it's it, we it's it's a given on this show that Manly's the only team that gets injuries. Gets injuries, yeah. Well, up until, well, until last weekend, yeah. but we'll get to well, that later. Let's not talk about that. Um, we've some we've currently got four of our starting forwards out. Oh, sorry, three of our starting forwards out injured. We've got Corudell, we've got Jetski, and we've got Daniel Baseka. They all make the seventeen. They're all in our seventeen. They're out. We are currently, we are currently using guys out of our seventeen, and we would just you call beat, it the. Would you call it the understrength Eagles? I'd call it the un. I'd got, <laughs> mate. We are the Sandlot kids. We're the, we're the uh, we're we're the underdogs. But so we are. That's that's our the the seventeen that you're looking at. Saying, oh, you've got no one below this. No, that that is the team below that. So we do have team below our seventeen. And then they talk about the Roosters. Oh, they, we got so much depth. I don't think so. I, yeah. You've got Angus Crichton playing centre because your centre yeah, got... Yeah, it, Because you don't have... I don't know which one. One of the Morrises. Whoever the fuck's coming over from Sharks. Mate, I don't know. Be, I yeah. genuinely don't give a shit. But you, have got, the bullet there. you have got a second rower playing centre because you do not have any other centres in your club. Like... Yeah. How, well, I feel this like is, this is a too. team. Like, this is Kiri a team had, with so much depth. Is it like? Give me a break. Kiri had Cronk inside him. Like it's no. You look where, where Kiri's trajectory has been. Mm. He was a mediocre, he, a mediocre player at the Rabbits. Yep. And then he goes to the Roosters and he gets Cronk inside him, and suddenly he's amazing. Well, now, well, he played Kronk, a season with Mitchell Pearce. Yeah. And he wasn't that amazing with Mitchell Pearce. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like the the one who's come out looking best from this whole thing is Cooper Cronk and maybe yeah. Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, absolutely. Who, well, he doesn't look that good because he's he's heavier than I am. Mm. But um, it's a, yeah, I, I, that's the only thing. I feel like honestly, I watched that game and I, like it was a great game, and the Eagles were really good. I thought the Eagles were 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 excellent, you know, and and didn't really get 
the rub of the green, like really had to earn the win mm. and uh, and did. But I was watching it going, this Roosters team are myths. Like they're going to yep. get found out because they yep. just don't. They're actually coached. I'm not going to blame. Like they actually look pretty well coached. It's just they don't look like they've got that many good players anymore. No, they don't um, have strike players. And everyone's talking about Boyd Courtner. Well, uh, I'm yeah. sorry. Did I miss something? When did Boyd <laughs> Courtner become a fucking strike player? When's Boyd <laughs> yeah. Courtner creating creating tries, tries with the ball? Like, thin air. like yeah. that's no, that's what Latrell Mitchell used to do. He'd it's pull like something you, out of yeah. his ass. So, it's like what you always said with Brad Arthur when you were like, coaches start reading their own press and going, yeah, I can do this, I can do that, yeah. I don't need. Yeah. It's like, well, no, actually, you fucking need good players. Yeah. To to make points. That's the only way you're going to score in this league. The teams are even enough where you can't just have bums running your attack. And it, the Roosters look like they had bums running their attack. And Manly, like Tom Trevojevic with those tries, that try saver was unbelievable. Well, he had two. The one on Brett Morris where, or Josh Morris where he yeah. threw him threw him on the side over the sideline like a rag doll. Yeah. And then Kiri. You know what? That whole game. That that whole sort of that whole sequence summed up the Roosters perfectly. Oh, I'm yeah, across the, the line. Entitlement. Yeah, I'm oh, across the line. I'm just gonna. Easier. He even had a little smile on his face. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna improve the lie a little bit and just keep running with it here, and then I'm just gonna slide down here with it. And Tommy just came up from behind and slapped it out of his fucking chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> like it was fantastic. I mean, I so didn't good, cheer. and it couldn't happen. Cheer. Couldn't happen yeah. to a better guy than Luke Carey. Like, yeah, he's got a he's got a fucking resting bitch face, doesn't he? Oh, like, doesn't he? He just... looks like that annoying little kid at school who used to hang out with bigger guys. You know yes. what I mean? And he just yeah, run yeah. his fucking mouth off. I think again. his name was Billy Buttons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just getting back to Manly, um, really happy with uh, the way Dylan Walker played. Okay. He 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 really worked that left hand side with Brad Parker. I mean, when you've got a weapon outside you like Parker, yeah, obviously it makes. I mean, Brad Parker's going to make me look good at five eight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I, but I thought I thought he looked quite dangerous with the ball. He ran really well. He only had one from memory. He only had one instance where he sort of ran at the line and didn't know what to do. And you know how he does that thing, and he kind of panics and then mm, just mm. offloads it to a, a flat-footed forward who then just gets tackled. He did that a lot last week, but he didn't do it this uh, current week. So that's kind of you know gelling a little bit more there. DCE's um, obviously set up that try for he set up that try for Tommy. I tell you what I saw DC do a lot more in this game was actually run the ball. Yeah. He got tackled a lot more with the ball and he actually did a couple of hit ups. Um, the week before he didn't seem to want to do that, but I think that's probably something he said is like, mate, you need to run it. You can't just be a distributor. So he did that a lot more, which was good. Um, the only thing I'd say a little bit more of uh, repeat sets. I didn't you know, putting the little chip chip in behind, but playing against the Storm and then playing against the Roosters, it's not the same as like playing against the Titans, where you can just do that quite easily. Um, yeah, well, they're a powerhouse, the Titans, but um, yeah. <laughs> we'll, no, we'll talk about more of that later. So, Dylan Walker, I, I, I thought was quite good. Um, Danny Levi's, I thought he was picking it up and running the ball a little bit more, which was great. Uh, I, I was pretty happy with everyone, to be honest. Um, yeah. The only person I don't think has returned to his destructive best is AFB. Yeah, he looks he looks a bit underdone, doesn't he? He looks a little underdone, and I think yeah. Des Des. I had a look at the stats. I didn't realise it at the time, but Des actually played him more minutes than Marty. Um, 
he was on for about 10 minutes more than Marty Tapao. So I think Des is just going to throw him out there and just fucking try and get him match fit. <laughs> get, you know yeah. what I mean? Get like, rid of those. Sink or zingers. swim. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so all in all, I think it was, it was good. You know, the points will come, but defensively, I think we've played storm. We played really well defensively. They look, they only scored us, scored off us off kicks. And when you've got Vunavalu up against George Tafua, they're always going to score on kicks. You know what I mean? That's yeah, just the way yeah. it is. Um, and then the Roosters scored. How did they score? Oh, Daniel Tupo out, out wide. So, yeah, I mean, defensively we've done really well and, and obviously the, the points will come. Again, I'm just a little disappointed. Probably the only two I just haven't really seen too much out of is our second rowers, Joel Thompson and um, Curtis Siren. And I'd like to see a little bit more attacking flair out of those two guys. Um, but apart from that, you know, Brad Parker. Wow. I mean, when he basically he's the X factor. <laughs> Man, he well, was so when good. he plays well, Manly yeah. wins. And yeah. and I'm not I'm not taking the piss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not taking the piss. What what I'm saying is, you know, DCU is always going to play well, right? You know, yeah. Tommy is. You know, Marty is. There's probably about five, probably like six players there. You know, is always going to play well. Now they're the constant, right? Yeah. They're always going to play well, but they're not enough to win the game. They need something to tip it over into a winning formula. And Brad's Brad's that player. He's the one who, if he's on, Manly win. That's just, I mean, anyone who's watched Manly play in the, you know, last season, this season, will know that. So he's the man, yeah. Brad Parker. He is the man. <laughs> um, all right, should we get into a little bit of? Uh, I'm done. Cause I'm done. All right, Billy. I believe you've got a, uh, a, 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 a a quite an angry. I'm done. Is that right, or just a mild? I'm done. Which one was this? I I'm can't done. Even remember? <laughs> you I'm said you've done. got one. Oh well. Is it is it Buzz? Is it who you said it? Phil Gould. Phil Gould. I'm done. Phil Gould. There you I'm go. I'm done. Okay. Phil Gould comes out. <laughs> Jesus. The, the yeah. Panthers. Phil Gould's done nothing. Phil Gould is is a myth. So, so Phil Gould comes on Twitter and he's talking about climate change and yeah. as you pointed out before, and then he's 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 the expert on all things, but he's done nothing. What has he done? What has Phil Gould done in the last twenty years? Yeah, like he's he, he's living off uh, his Origin wins for New South Wales in like the 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 nineties, maybe even the eighties. Early, very but, early nineties. Yeah, yeah. So I'm done with Phil Gould. I'm done. I'm done with all the the, the commentary team. I'm done. This this whole like uh and and I'm also done with Peter Volandis. Like this oh. I don't know why I, yeah. I don't even know why I'm done with him. This is the thing. I don't know why I'm done with Do you Vlandis. know why? Cuz he hasn't produced anything. He hasn't yeah. fucking done anything. And <laughs> yeah. everyone's saying well, we'd be dead without him. Well, no well, we would. Well, well, yeah. Okay, what's he done? Yeah. Apart from hold press conferences and say the game is in the worst state it's ever been and we could be bankrupt, yeah. we need a bailout from the government. Apart from that, yeah. which I could do, what has he actually done? now? And I'm not suggesting he won't do anything, but currently, currently the ledger is empty. He's done when nothing. It comes to, when it comes to positive things that he's actually done. And he's living off what he's done and what people think he's going to do. Um, 
with the racing community where he went yeah. there and he went to the government and he lobbied and he got 280 million for racing and everyone's like I, oh you watch he's gonna do that and it's like well let's see it before you fucking you know cuff his when, balls when when buzz and paul kent mm. and danny widler and uh hoops when they're all when they're all singing the praise of someone my default position is, well, they're fucked. So I actually feel like something smells. Like mm. why Why are we all cheering Volandis? Do you when... think Volandis might have something on Paul Kent? Do you think he might no, have a video of Paul like he's a, he's spitting a, on a shop or something? He's a News Corp puppet. He, right. He's obviously been put in by News Corp. That's mm. how the commission works. So they've mm. put him in and then he sucked up to Danny Widler, Mr. No Leg Day, mm. and he's, he's doing the old like politicking. But what's he actually done? Like, what? Why are we so much better? I'm no Greenberg fan. Like, Greenberg says a lot of big words and does nothing. But it feels like Volandis is the same. And and for Volandis to come out, I don't know if you saw the interview when Volandis came out and badmouthed Greenberg to Danny Widler. Mm. So Danny Widler goes, "Is there any truth that the clubs find yeah. uh, Todd?" Arrogant and Volandis goes, Yes, there is truth to that. They do find him arrogant. Yeah. It's like, that is fucking Bush League. That yeah. is such, you don't say that. Mm. Like, even if it's true, you don't go and tell No Leg Day Widler mm. that. The, I mean, it, it's it's Bush League. So I'm done. I'm I've done got, with Flandies. I've got a bit of breaking news too yeah. Um, yeah. about Danny Widler. Okay. The guy who sti- uh, skipped Leg Day at the gym for the last <laughs> five years in a row. Um, He's got a little dog. Uh, he's got a. He owns a Chihuahua. Well, yeah. there you go. Oh, you know man. what they say when people look like their dogs. Do you think? Do you think that um, he has a little dog to ma- a little dog that makes so it makes his legs look bigger? Do you think that's <laughs> not his not his legs? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I, I don't have any. I'm done. So I, you've got mine. I was, I'm, do- I, I'm just done, and I'm done with coronavirus. Yeah, I'm. I'm done with it. I, I, I kind of I'm feel. I'm glad we don't talk about it because. Oh uh, yeah. Well, this is my 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 take on the whole thing when it comes mm. to sport. If all you can do in an hour long show is talk about coronavirus, then you really got nothing to talk about. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? That's why we don't talk about it. That's why we don't why talk we've about not it. Not mention it. You've not heard us talk about it in no. the last hour. All right. Let's get into Parramatta. Game. What a great wow! What a way to bookend a season. Do you, do you know what's great though is you didn't yeah. actually hear the um, sound effect I did when I introed that, so you'll have no, to. I didn't. It's fantastic. You'll have to. You'll have to listen is to it, it just to hear that. Got it in one. Really, my son's been saying that to me when I get things wrong. He goes, um, what a great! What a way to end the season, though. Like, do you know what the term cr- fairy tale is used very liberally nowadays? Yeah, but I mean, let's look at this story. Uh, just say you're you're like a like Harvey Weinstein. You're a producer in yeah. Hollywood. Yes, I come to you with this story about a team. Yeah, it's in it's it's in disarray. Yes, it gets it comes last. Yes, and then but and they're called the Titans. But two years later, yes. That team, undefeated, yep. yeah, wins the minor premiership, finishes the season top of the table, and then in the in the penultimate game of the season, yeah, just in a tough fought battle, I might say, mm. you know, tougher than it needed to be, and then they just run away with it. Oh, 
It's just it sounds like the mi- the, it sounds like the Mighty Ducks. Are the hairs on the back of your neck standing up right now? <laughs> just hearing it. Wow. I mean, to get that made, you'd have to do something for Harvey uh, Harvey Weinstein. You might have to watch him while he does something, or let him come. I would. I'd do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> what a fan. Um, yeah, I mean, what what I enjoy the most about this with this uh, game was is that it was mm. such a gimme for the Parramatta, like such a gimme. But I know you would have been fucking sweating bullets over it. Like, mm. even though it was obviously they were going to win, you still would have gone into it with such anxiety. And it's just well, like I mean, fantastic. I had seen, I, I, the thing was, I mean, I remember watching a game last year where a lot of, I can't remember who they were playing. They are playing this team at, at that team's home. I just can't remember who they were. And, and the fans of that team had just written their game off like we're going to smash them. Yeah. And then the Titans just pulled their pants down and just had their way. I think that team was injury ravaged, though, if I remember I can't correctly. Remember where they were? I, I, just ha- I think they like- had their. I think they had their Origin and. Um, I think they had both Origin. I think they had the Origin halfback and the no, Origin fullback out. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure think they did. All that I game. can recall is I remember a homophobic slur being mentioned. Oh. I, I don't even know. Yeah, that's how angry that's that team was. Yeah, yeah. So You'll hear from my lawyers. Yeah, I, I didn't want to fall into that trap, yeah. you know, because I know that, you know, you just got to take each game one day at a time. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason why we finished fifth and Manly probably finished sixth last year is because we didn't get ahead of ourselves. And I think the but, problem um, is with that Titans game, it's mm. one of the Titans players played really, really poorly. Unfortunately, it was Kane Elgin. He was playing for us. So I think that's, <laughs> I think that was... You, I, think, I think that take, was... you, you apologize right now. <laughs> apologize. Um, but but it was it was a very eels like performance because you know the first half was still the game was in the balance. Like it looked, the eels came out and just boom, 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 twelve mm. nil, uh, and it looked like that could have been like a could have been a, a Broncos type situation. Mm. But then they then they just kind of fell off, and then the wow. game wasn't really over until late into the second half when the Eels mm. just kind of ran away with it. I mean, yeah. it was it wasn't look the Eels always looked like winning. The Bronco uh, the, the Titans never looked like they had much to offer. Mm. But um, I well, did I feel like you, that's yeah. I tell you how how confident I was in the Eels' victory is that I had them in the last leg of my multi. Wow. And, um, you know, I'd always find an excuse not to back them, but even I had them down. Now, can I just tell you about this multi that I had just bearing off? Talk me through it, yeah. I was going to win 650 bucks. Yeah. With a $10 bet. Wow. Yep. $65. Yep. Wow. I got 650, not 65. No, but that's. If that's you're paying sixty five dollars on a ten dollar multi, yeah, yeah, it's basically it's, it's hard math. So I had I had some um I had some underdogs like Manly. I backed Manly because they were underdogs. Yeah. Um, I backed the Broncos Souths because they were underdogs. Yeah. Um, wow. and then I kind okay. of and then I kind of went favourites with everybody else. Um, the one team that I lost, I put I went for the underdogs Sharks over Storm. Oh, and that was the only one I lost, and lost it by a bullshit penalty f- goal in the last three minutes. Like I should have known, you know what I mean? But yeah, the Sharks normally have the storm. But anyway, yeah, I was, I was pretty excited. I was like, mate, I'm going to win this 650 bucks. <laughs> this is all mine. But um, getting back to the game now, can we go? Can we go back 
like three months ago. Yeah. When it was alleged that a manly player was at a party where someone got stabbed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, as far as I'm concerned, this hasn't been proven and this will all be this will all when, be cleared up with an apology. Yeah. With an apology, I'll, I might add. Yeah. So, um, but you were really doubling down on it. You were mm. you were going me. You were talking about oh, you know, talking about playing without a hooker and gee, you shouldn't have let Appy go and you know all this kind of stuff. And I, I mean, Appy, uh, Appy has been pretty good. I I wrote back to you than... saying, hey man, you're really you're really going a fine line here. You're doubling down. <laughs> You might be jinxing yourself for your season here. The way, how hard no, you're going. No, I wasn't. You, you confused. I was. I was going at you over Tom Turbo's hamstring. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you were like, you you got to be careful. You don't karma yourself here with yeah. like an injury to one of your key players. Yes. And I then I said, I think I said to you, no, Manly are the only team to ever have an injury in the NRL. We'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> And then what? And, ha- and then what happened in this? Uh, what happened with this game, Billy? What happened? Well, finally, I've never. It's like you always. It's like you always think it's not going to happen to you. Yeah, it's like you it's know? like the coronavirus. Not that we're people. talking about it. You assume <laughs> yeah. it only happens to older people it and to old people. compromised people. And then the most beautiful upon you, uh, <laughs> beautiful young Reed Marnie. Yeah. Cash Marnie. Yeah. Uh, broke his foot. It was horrible. And then is, it the actually, were, is it a broken foot? Is it? Yeah, it's a broken foot. So that's yeah. like eight weeks. Yeah. Fuck. He'll eight only weeks. he'll 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 be back. He'll only he'll be, be back, back three months before the season starts. <laughs> Jeez. You guys must be. I mean, what luck? Is, what luck? What right luck? You, you'll only have Fox, three months of preseason before the yeah, before it kicks off. It's gonna derail our season. <laughs> it's gonna derail our title defense in twenty twenty one. But um. Fox News today were like devastating news coming out of Newcastle, which it is. You never like hearing players getting injured. Yeah. It was literally today. So the season was cancelled last night. Yep. And then today, Fox are going devastating news out of Newcastle where their young playmaker has done his ACL and he'll be out for the season. And I'm kind of like, well, really feel bad for the kid, but of all the seasons you want to do your ACL in round two, like this is... Let's, yeah. let's let's we've always been a glass half full podcast, haven't we? Oh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not good with maths. So I just assume it's <laughs> not even half full. I think it's 100 percent full. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I just get a small. I just get a smaller cup and then pour it into that, <laughs> and then it's pour full. it in and go wow. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm a I'm a smaller cups full empty kind of <laughs> smaller cups full kind of guy. I think it's called two podcasters one cup. <laughs> it's, um, yep, but yeah, so it was it was. The, the Eels did feel – I felt like they weren't very good in either of their two games, which is hard when, you know, you win you win the premiership. You don't want to say that. But mm. people will look back at this Eels premiership and say it was a, it was a soft year. It will have the same kind asterisk. of asterisks. It'll definitely be an asterisk year. That the, that the Sharks had. Yep. Maybe not quite as big as the Sharks' asterisks. But I think what will happen is, is they might find out that you're over the, <laughs> over the cap last year and next year. But luckily, well, yeah, because luckily they averaged it out. They averaged it out over only two games, and so you managed to get under for this one. Well, <laughs> so. also they'll take Reed Marnie's salary into account and say, "Well, he was injured." They'll medically retire him for the for the <laughs> for, for Reed Marnie was injured for 
24 of the 26 weeks. So, yep. you know, we don't have to count his salary. We Look, only just, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to bring you down or anything. Cause obviously you're flying at the moment. You're absolutely mm. flying. Um, I'm, not, I'm not flying as high as I'd like to. Um, but can I just, uh, mention the, the one issue that, yeah. that obviously is no one wants to talk about it. Para mm. everyone's trying to avoid, and that's fine. That's fine. You yeah. like, like we do, we, Always focus on the smaller cup We're, full. Yeah, exactly. Um, but RCG. Ooh, yeah. Can you get your money back? Is it too late? Have you taken Have you taken the sticker off him? Um, or can you take him back and get a refund? I don't know. I mean, I feel like RCG might just be, you know, like a sitcom always has to have certain characters. Mm. Maybe the Eels always have to have a character that I hate, like Tim Manning, a forward that I don't like yes. that will probably block me on all forms of social media. <laughs> yep. yep. And um, maybe that's what this is. Maybe this is uh, this is he, just... He just looks like, like to put it in manly terms, he looks like Morgan Boyle, like yeah, just a fill-in kind of plotter I mean, guy, big body, not gonna, you don't expect anything of him. But when you're paying as much as you are for him... Like, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're see. I think that like you guys are all like you're paying overs for Regan Campbell Gillard. Yeah. When we bought him, he was in reserve grade for the Panthers, so I don't think we're paying that much for him. No, and no, you're paying. No, no, no. He signed. You're just saying we're paying overs. You're no. He signed a long term huge deal with the Panthers, right? He agreed to come off that contract with the Panthers and sign with you if you match that. No, that's not correct. That is why, correct. Why would we match it if he's playing reserve uh, grade? I don't why know. Would we? Yeah. I don't know. That, that's not correct. That is correct. But why would he leave then? If he's on $800,000... he's not playing first grade. He's playing reserve grade. So but he, signed, reserve he signs grade. like a five-year deal. Who cares? If you're on eight hundred grand a year for five years... Or Parrot come in and go, no, 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 we'll sign you and we're only going to sign you for 300 It's like, well, shit. Like, I only got to pay for, I've only got to play for two years and I've made more than you'll pay me in five. No, but like, he's, only got, makes... he's only got a few years left of the deal. It's no, not he like only played for one, no, he played for, for one years. season with Penrith on that deal. One season, trust me. That's that's what everyone you. was laughing you about. That's why about everyone him. was no, laughing. No one was laughing about it. Everyone was laughing about it. Unders. Billy, if under. everyone's laughing but you're not, it means the joke's on you. Hey, all I can say, <laughs> we finished the top of the table. <laughs> we won the last hey. game. Well, like, what more do you want from? No, what, no, what I'm more? just saying. I'm just as, saying. As a neutral, what I, more do you want? I'm from just power? saying. It's it's great. Congratulations, you've got a great team there. You beat the Titans. Well done. Like, you must be flying right now. But, we did, yeah. but to be a truly great team, you have to recognise your weaknesses. And I'm just saying, are you disappointed that you've signed RCG on massive overs? That's all I'm saying. Is he living Look, up to the huge nice, amount of I'm money gonna, that you're I'm paying rev, I want to rewind now. I was nice to you yeah. about Manly beating up a horrible Roosters team. Yes. But what we're talking about overs, yes. like what did Marty Tapao do? He's He's been a myth this year oh, and the back end of last year. Come he was on. carried... By AFB. Well, now you just also is now being a myth. You guys. No, are you're just lying. you're just mate. We just won. No, we I'm just gonna, beat the defending be, premiers. You want to make fun of Paris forwards? I'm not. Let's look at Manly. I'm not. Sports. I'm not making fun of Paris forwards. I Junior thought Paul I thought Ryan was, Madison played really well. I think Junior, Junior Paulo played. Was excellent. He played really well. So we've got. I thought Sean Lane played okay. 
What my point being, I just asked you one question. I just asked you one question. There's only one player I don't think played well. Everyone else played well. Fergo Jennings played really well. Well, It's just one guy. I'm just like, are you concerned with RCG? Because I don't think he's playing well at all. I've never liked RCG. Well, there you go. Well, then why are you getting all triggered? I'm just, we both agree. But RCG is to me, right, it's like when you say, you know, are you concerned with RCG, mm. I feel like going, or are you concerned with Morgan Boyle? Like they're, Morgan they're Boyle's about, not a start. Morgan Boyle's not our starting prop. I feel like RCG's the same. That's but he my is. view. That, that's, yeah, but I, I, I understand that. So when, you, when I say, are you concerned with RCG, the answer is yes, he should well, be on the bench. A, I think he's a, I think so the he's answer is yes, player. he should be on the bench. Yeah, okay, I do. Thank you. I well, that's all I'm bench. saying. That's, that's all I'm asking. <laughs> Don't you fucking... <laughs> I'm on edge. I'm on edge, Rick. All right, let's all all just slow down. Well, you've got all that, well, you've got all that blood pumping through your body. (laughs) Fucking hell. I never thought, you know what? I thought we'd go, I thought we'd go to the mats over somebody, but I didn't think it would be, I didn't think you'd. I didn't think you'd. We had whole episodes about how he was a myth. I didn't think you would literally go full retard over RCG. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm speaking to Gus. I hate his moustache. He's fucking. He's a myth. He's all right. He's Aaron Woods. Well, let's while while you're all pumped oh, up and you've him. gone all veiny. Well, you got well pumped up and it's gone probably. all veiny. Let's uh let's just get into some hard stats. All right. Wow. Let's just slow it down a little bit, oh, Billy. God, yeah. oh, <laughs> you're not going to sleep now. You're all fired up. You're going to be there Ooh. bashing your pillow, just saying RCG, RCG. Not the not. only thing I'm going to be bashing. <laughs> <laughs> um. So here's a hard stat I threw up on Twitter the other day, and I think it's yeah. quite a telling hard stat. The Roosters have not won a single game in the NRL since Latrell Mitchell left. Wow. Mm. Now yeah. this is this is I know we've gone a little bit Roosters heavy on this one, and well, but that's fuck okay. the Roosters. Yeah, but you know we need it. We need a scapegoat. We yeah. need, like, you know how Trump's calling coronavirus China. the Chinese virus? Chinese <laughs> then when they said, why are you calling it the Chinese virus? He said, because it's from China. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> it sounded like you. It reminded yeah. me of you saying. China. 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 Um, well, roosters. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have the same. Yeah, but no. you know what I mean. Chooks. Yeah. From the Chooks. Chooks. Well, you know, I think this is, and this just goes back to their blase believing their own hype. Latrell Mitchell goes in, he goes, you know, he, he meets up with Robbo. Robbo says, right, well, this is, this is the offer that we're offering. This is the offer we're giving you. And, and Latrell was like, oh, look, I appreciate that. Just want to look around though to see if there's anything else out there. Fucking grade 12 you know, off the charts, not 10. We haven't turned it up to 11. Like they've gone full 12, <laughs> you know, hissy fit. Like I haven't seen such a hissy fit since I brought up RCG with you five minutes ago. <laughs> don't you fucking start with me. Don't, I'm ready. Don't, it's not, Hey Billy, it's not your fault. Yeah. Don't it's start. Not, Billy, it's not your fault. Don't you fucking, it's, it's, don't, it's not, not your you. fault. Not you. Um, and, and they just go, oh, no, no, sorry. We appreciate it's a free market, but you're not allowed to talk to anyone else. And they pull the deal. And then Latrell sort of goes back to them and goes, yeah, okay, well, I've looked around. I'm not happy, you know, maybe. And they go, no, 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 we want you to fuck off and we don't even want you to come back this season, even though you contracted. 
And it's just that typical, it's a typical kind of that arrogant, mate, I walk on water type of scenario. And they've now lost 100% of their games. I mean, you know, maybe they always had that plan B in their back pocket, which is Josh Morris, which is, you know, if you if that's if that's your plan B, I'd go straight to C. But Well, um, is it is it any coincidence? We know Nick Pilatus is part of the Illuminati mm. and the Roosters lose the first the, the Roosters were basically lock in the wooden spoon for them. Well, I mean and then that's suddenly, don't lie. suddenly, whoa. Wow, there's this virus. We need to cancel the sport. Yeah, wow. yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not joining the dots together. I'm just no. presenting the two scenarios and saying you, you know, you think about it. You, yeah. you make the. You come to your own determination. Yeah, right? you come to your own conclusion. I mean, and let me just add to that. Right, this vi- this virus, which we're not going to talk about. Yeah, targets the elderly. Right. Mm. Mm. Now, if there was a virus out there targeting the elderly, why was Nick Politis out? at the game on Saturday. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Shouldn't he have been in bed in self-isolation? Yeah. He should have been isolated. But he was out there. He was out there breathing deeply. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, they lose. And then it's like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, it's too dangerous. Shut down. He's, Shut here's down. Here's another one. It's too dangerous There's... for our 17 young, healthy players. But Nick can go out in broad daylight and, yeah. you know, touch everything. Well, he, he's a disease and it will wipe you out but it only wipes you out if you're in a really dense crowd. Oh, sounds good. Okay. <laughs> what about someone who owns a team that never has anyone oh. in their crowd? So we, what you should be so we should re- really so be calling this the Roosters virus. Why are you calling it that, Billy? The Chooks virus. Chooks virus. Um well, that's pretty hard though. Yeah. That's pretty hard. That's yeah, full on. So um, I've got one more. Mm. Uh, DC has kicked 100% of his field goals this season. Boom. Yeah, he's also he's did... also the NRL leader in field goals with 21. That's pretty good. As he, yeah. what did and he won his challenge, didn't he? He's 100% on his challenges. So. Uh, he did. Yeah, it, yeah. He won his challenge. No, he yeah. didn't. We didn't win it. But the 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 we should have won it. Yeah, he should have won it. Well, it came back as he'd won it. They said yes. They've won the challenge. It wasn't a knock-on, but that's not what the ref had actually called. Oh, uh, okay. So it was weird. Yes, you won, but you don't get the ball. <laughs> it was. So it's, uh, it's kind of like his Churchill medal. It was an asterisk win. <laughs> <laughs> you win it, but you. Did you lose. guys? Did you guys do a challenge in your game? I can't remember. We won. We got our challenge. We oh, did you? Challenge. Did you win your challenge? Gutherson. Oh, nice. Gutherson. I feel like Gutherson, I mean, I don't want to project. I know mm. two rounds and yes, we were the premiers, but mm. two rounds. But he felt like round two, he he didn't go as uh, as full retard as he did in round one. <laughs> well, that'd be um, hard. But it was against the Titans. Yeah. Too, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but he won his challenge. Oh, I mean, the, the, the Eels challenge came in the 78th minute when they were up 44 to like twelve or oh, whatever it was. That's a bit of a yeah. That's rubbing, it was a bit that, That's like a field. That's like a field goal. It was a you it know was when you're up by when you're up by fifty points. You only do that. To, you only the only team you you can do that to without being bad mouthed is the Tigers. Right. Like they do, the Tigers are the team that you can just like run a score up. And when you're up fifty nil, yeah. 
yeah. to take a field goal to make it 51-0 just because it's... Didn't, didn't Paul Gallon throw a field goal over field, as well? Yeah, Paul Gallon did a field goal when they were up like by 30 points on yeah. them and then just kicked the field goal. And Mitchell Moses did it as <laughs> yeah. well. It's, they're, yeah. the, they're the like uh, the, the, the submissive. They're the gimp that you bring out from the government. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, the, the, the Eels were up. 44 to whatever, mm. and then with two minutes to go, were called to have dropped the ball when they were on the attack, and um, they challenged it, and they won. It was a strip, and it looked like they were, it was a bit shit cunt to do. Like to, be, to go for 50 against the Titans in the last game of the season when pretty much we all knew that like maybe there'll be another game, but it felt like the AFL had already been cancelled. So mm. when the Eels... That game kicked off at ten past six. Yep. And the AFL season was cancelled at like five PM. So we all had a pretty good idea that this was most likely the last game of the year. Mm. If it wasn't, it had this the whole season had this massive corona cloud hanging over it where they were gonna have to move to Gladstone to play. Mm. And um the Eels challenged when the game was well and truly over, they challenged a strip on the Titans five metre line. Mm. And actually it was it looked like they were gonna take a tap and go for the fifty burger and uh they went for a penalty goal, which was all even that the whole challenge was a bit shit, but I guess at least they it was better taking a penalty than um than scoring a try to like fucking run a fifty up on the Titans. Mm. But it, yeah. It was a weird it was one of those weird games where that's the other thing when we went through the game summary, like this whole cloud was hanging over it. the The AFL season had been cancelled while I, that got, Yeah. Can I put a Can I put a hot take in here? Yeah. Um. And I actually texted this to you, and I don't know if you thought I was joking or not, but I actually was serious. I actually liked it without the crowd noise in the. Yeah, I didn't mind it either. I actually I liked hearing it. all the call. I actually liked hearing all the players and all the impact and everything. The only thing where it was a little bit weird was when they did a length of the field try. Slapped it down and it was just fucking silence. But that can be fi- that can be fixed up in post. Like you just yeah, run a soundtrack over that. But I actually I actually think it added a real great dimension. All the all the plays and you know you hear them going, "I'm with you, I'm with you." You know what I mean? Like you yeah, guys yeah, make yeah. a break and you and you're letting him know that you're there and all that kind of stuff. And you know, move up. You know, I I, I really liked it. I thought it was um, I, I I thought the actual it helped. I actually enjoyed the actual gameplay. A lot more without all the, you know, white noise from the crowd coming through. The only thing was, yeah, it was a little bit weird when they would do a length of field try and they'd put it down, and then you'd kind of feel like it had been called back. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. kind of well, got up. One, and... one of the players, I think it was Lachlan Lewis when the Dogs played, and he scored like this long range try, mm. and then he like pumped his arms up to the crowd, like. Make some noise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. There is no crowd, buddy. Like this is fucking. Um, but the other thing I thought that was interesting, all all the the commentators were like, "Look at this. This is so surreal. Well, I never thought I'd see this. This yeah. is unbelievable." It's like we watched. Like anyone who's even a casual league fan would have probably been just really hungry for rugby league. You're hungover on a Sunday. Yeah. You get on the couch at midday. You put on Fox Sports or KO and they're playing the New South Wales Cup. And it's really, it was, it's the same as a New South Wales Cup game. There's probably the same number of people in the crowd, like no one. Well, that's right. It, it wasn't that foreign. It didn't really no. feel that weird. It no. felt 
felt kind of normal. Felt- the only thing was weird was when the commentators just wouldn't stop talking about it. And and do you think there's any uh, coincidence that no one's whinging about refs? Like the refs seem to be a lot better in those two two rounds, right? Mm. Maybe that's my conspiracy, but it felt like the refs were really good. Like there was, a, I can't recall a single howler that the refs made. Mm. No, I don't um, think so. Anyway, yeah. Maybe we need to. Maybe that's what we need to do. We need to put like a a fake crowd in. They play in front of a green screen. <laughs> well, did you see? Did you watch Fox when they would then cut to the family watching the game? That was the worst shit. That ever. was the worst was, shit. Like was... literally, they cut to one guy at Manly, and uh, and he was just sitting there on on the couch by himself. How did you get a gig? You should have got a fucking gig. Oh, you were in. You weren't even. You Mate, were I was apple one. picking. <laughs> got fake fan. Oh, here's a so here's here's the half here's another hard stat for you. Yeah. Right. Manly have a hundred percent winning record when I'm apple picking. Wow. I know. That's rock hard. I've I, I've watched three games up there now, and we have won every game. Like that is rock hard. Last I mean, year it was against the Warriors. Probably, Last yeah. year it was against the Warriors. Was that um, a DCE field goal too? No, we no, we killed the Warriors last year. Okay. In the first, I game. know he's had a few field goals against the Warriors. Yeah, no, that was two yeah. years ago. Okay, two years before that, in the wet with his left foot. Mm. Yep. Now I think that was the I think that was the game where, you know, we were losing by like twelve, and there was like two minutes to go. Oh, they, they, and then they we scored, the and then they, they kicked, kicked out, out on the full. I was watching it because I was I had a multi all time. I had a multi on yeah. where I'd bet against Manly. And and the Warriors are like they're like para. You you'd never want to rely on the Warriors in your multi. Yeah. Like you just like this is this is gonna be the hardest win I've even when they get up, you'd almost like I shouldn't have had it. I would have rather just have lost. You know, because <laughs> I just should never it's it's taken eight years off my life. And they kicked out on the full. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. Well we've come to that time of the mm. night thank you for joining me via satellite billy via satellite yeah. let us know uh, thanks for telling the uh think. thanks for uh t- getting the girls at the uh strip in for being quiet while we uh recorded keeping the yeah. music down well did you see ricky here's another one did you see ricky stewart did a did an interview on his phone today mm. And it was like literally looking up his nostrils, but and I made it. It was weird. I actually thought I was looking at his asshole, like, and then I realised it was just a big cleft in his chin. Yeah, I thought, why is he, why is he fucking mooning the camera right now? But it was like, have you, have you ever had to like take a, not necessarily in the strip club, mm. but take a phone call where you don't want anyone to see mm. what's going on in the background? Yeah, yeah, that so was have to, totally like, it. Yeah, have to, and he was completely. There was no other reason. He didn't want to show. He had like twelve strippers in his room. Yeah. He didn't, and the, he didn't want he to see Curtis the chains, the chains, like, the chains, yeah. and the whips and everything against the wall. <laughs> he would have had the gimp. Yeah, Just with man. um, and Jared Croker's changed his headgear for a gimp mask. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> um, yeah, disturbing. Um, all right, as we always say at this time of the night, may your dreams be filled with maroon and white, and may Brad Parker, Origin oh. Bolter, kiss you good night. Good night, Australia. <laughs>